thoughts meditation. Sometimes our thoughts are the heaviest burden that we carry around all day. The busyness of the mind, the incessant chatter. This meditation has the intention of working with the nature of the mind, which is to think, but to offer some strategies to help create perhaps a space between thoughts or to allow the thoughts not to be so sticky and to catch us into creating narratives that just aren't true. Let's begin. Starting by assuming a very comfortable position, something you will be able to stay stable and have a sense of safety and comfort for about 12 to 13 minutes. It might help by placing your feet flat on the ground, on the floor, allowing your posture to be upright and dignified Scanning your body for a second. And bring your attention to areas of obvious tension, discomfort. And sometimes just by bringing your attention to that area, you can soften it. And release. So take a few seconds to do a body scan, starting with the top of the head and the face, relaxing your face, unhinging the jaws, closing your eyes gently, letting your shoulders drop and soften. Feeling the air in your lungs as your chest moves up and down in its natural rhythm or perhaps bringing the breath deep into the abdomen, into the belly, feeling the contact points on your chair. The chair will support you, so allow yourself to sink a little more deeply in it. Be aware that there is a river of bodily sensations passing through you at any moment. Bring your kind attention to this practice with the clear intention of noticing thoughts without becoming attached to them. Just noticing them, not identifying with them, and letting them be without judging them. It's a lot to ask, but during this practice, We'll have some practice doing that. So centering yourself in the breath. Let's begin by taking three mindful breaths, placing your awareness on each part of the breath 
And there are four parts. The inhale, the pause, the exhale, and the pause is one cycle, one breath. The in, pause, out, pause, in, pause, out, pause. And just the act of taking deep breaths, intentional breaths, triggers the part of the nervous system that causes a relaxation response. Though it may not seem we're doing very much by breathing consciously, the body recognizes it and it sends a message that all is well and that we can relax. No need to be on high alert. Letting your breath return to its normal rhythm through the remainder of this practice and let it serve as an anchor, as a refuge, to return to at any time, a safe haven. Your breath is your constant companion, your best friend, really. Just like bodily sensations, there's a river of thoughts passing through us, up to 67,000 thoughts a day. As we still our body in this practice, the activity of the mind may appear more active. Chances are that it's always been this active, but we really never paid much attention to it too busy doing other things. But an active thinking mind is very normal. It's what everyone's mind does all day. Your mind is just like my mind, busy with thoughts. It's the mind's job to think. And this practice is not to quiet the mind or to fight and struggle with thoughts or to judge them, or to judge ourselves. This practice is to observe the natural stream of thoughts and to be aware of them, to acknowledge their presence. Because in truth, they have arrived. And you may even notice that a thought is often accompanied by an emotion or two. So invite them all in, the thoughts and the emotions, whatever is happening. The poet Rumi says it best in his poem, The Guest House. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. 
And the key to that for me is that momentary awareness. It's an unexpected visitor. Thoughts are not used to being observed or welcomed even. But this practice will help us use different techniques to allow that to happen. We often get caught up in our thinking and we attach it to a story, a narrative about our lives, why we are the way we are, and why things happen to us the way they do. Mindfulness helps us to notice these self-constructed narratives. Actually, that is the way the mind has its circuitry, its default system, to make up stories, to tell stories, comments, narratives. But we can begin to disengage from that thinking and allow a space around a thought by remembering one important thing, that thoughts are not facts. Thoughts are not facts. We don't need to believe anything they say. Some thoughts may hold a kernel of truth, but not the whole truth. So try not to get caught up in that and believe that to be the fact. With practice, you'll also recognize the fleeting and permanent nature of thoughts. They generally last no more than 90 seconds. They come and they go, if we let them because they can linger longer for 90 seconds, but that's because we allow that or engage with it. You can also recognize that you are so much more than this thought. Who you are is much bigger than any thought you have. Another poet, Walt Whitman says, I am larger, I am better than I thought, I did not know that I held so much goodness. Again, mindfulness helps us to be more compassionate with ourselves, kinder, more gentle, less critical. However, if a thought does become particularly challenging, you can come to trust that simply returning our awareness to our breathing will offer some repose. Again, the breath as home, always welcoming you. In this practice, we'll use some metaphors that might help when you become identified with thoughts because that will happen. So don't let that discourage you. You might imagine that thoughts are like clouds passing through the vast blue open sky. Each cloud looks a little different. Some are lighter, heavier, pure white, dark gray, depending on the thought. But there is always, always the serene blue sky remaining, 
as the thoughts drift away. Or you might imagine the metaphor of leaves or boats floating down a stream, gently, gently down the stream. You might want to place a thought on a leaf or on a boat and just watch it float down the stream, out of mind, leaving the water in your mind clear and tranquil for a bit. Or you can envision ocean tides coming in and out, washing away the thoughts. It's a cycle as natural as our breathing. Those are just some metaphors that you can play with and see what fits, what resonates. So let's return to observing thoughts. Easily without identifying. Put them on a leaf. See them as a passing cloud. Play around. In observing thoughts in any of the ways that we just did, you are in full acceptance of what is present in any given moment. And it is in this awareness that we give ourselves the chance to fully wake up and stop the autopilot of our accustomed way of thinking. Another way of being with thoughts is to label them, to name them, identify them. And you do that with just one word. I'm thinking again, thinking. Or I'm planning, planning. No more details, just identify it as planning, thinking. Or this is me worrying. Worrying. Now I'm judging. 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 Ah, now it's me happy. I'm happy. Because we can have happy thoughts too. By labeling them, it seems to put limits and boundaries on them, somehow making them smaller, less menacing. If you can name it, you can work with it. 
it takes the mystique out of it. It takes away its power. They lose some of their stickiness, that Velcro effect where it's just stuck and you can't get rid of it. Losing their ability to hook you and pull you in into that snowball effect of layering thought upon thought. By labeling them, you're able to detach from them and not be dragged into their conversation. A return of an old story, a past hurt, or a full upcoming catastrophe. So return to the practice of just observing thought again. Just observing tranquilly, calmly. What's coming up? And you can always bring yourself back to the breath, returning again and again and again to the breath if you do get caught up in some thoughts. And it is in the returning that the muscle of resilience is being built and strengthened. To rest in awareness, the awareness that you're having these thoughts, it's coming back again and again, even if it's a hundred times in this 10 minute practice. That is the practice. And it is in the returning moments that the opportunity lies for making a change. Practicing this is a new way of thinking. And by doing this, you turn off that default narrative thinking and create different pathways in the brain. Science has discovered this phenomena as neuroplasticity, meaning that the brain can be molded. It can be taught new tricks, new ways of thinking. Mindfulness and practicing diligently allows you to become the sculptor of your own changing mind. What power we have and what hope In closing, you may want to congratulate yourself for being aware that you have observed that your mind is a wandering mind and that you now have tools to bring it home, to bring it back to your focus and that you can respond differently and eliminate the autopilot. As our friend John Kabat-Zinn, the founder of mindfulness, as he writes in Full Catastrophe Living, as long as you are breathing, there is, my, there is more right with you than there is wrong with you. No matter how ill 
or hopeless you feel. Think about that for a moment. Remember, mindfulness matters.